I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Only two of the women convicted of HIV criminalization in Canada were accused of actually infecting someone. In both cases, it was women of color. Suali Kong, a Thai immigrant, and June Tepeniscum, an Aboriginal woman, were both convicted of having infected their husbands. One was deported and the other was in prison for three and a half years. The husband's histories with needles or sex with men was not determined. No uh, phylogenic testing was done to see if their HIV was the same strain and there was no investigation into whether or not the men were sharing needles with these convicted women or with others. If women could sexually transmit HIV, wouldn't there be an epidemic for heterosexual men and lesbians as well? Come on. Statistics are coy on the matter of whether female to male transmission is real. For no, no sources in Canada cite heterosexual men as a significant risk group, even while reporting the numbers of men who say they were infected by women. The silence of service organizations speaks volumes. For despite pro forma warnings that women can infect men, few in the Canadian AIDS business, in quotes, feel compelled by on the ground reality to address it. And when was the last time that heterosexual men's real needs were ignored? Never. In the meantime, as we culturally sort out this question, female sex workers are consistently targeted by HIV criminalization as vectors of infection to men who then bring it home to their wives. When actually female sex workers are overwhelmingly the more likely party to get infected. According to the Canadian HIV AIDS legal network, there is no epidemiological uh, evidence in Canada to show that transmission of HIV from sex workers to their clients regularly takes place. From the most intimate realm of romance and a desire that to that of public policy, the state victimizes to avoid facing its own internal instabilities and contradictions. Instead of public health menaces, HIV positive women are just people in need of service and care. It's safe to say if not all of the Canadian men, most if not all of the Canadian men claiming to have been infected by women are not telling the truth. So you have almost one fourth of HIV positive men in Canada telling a false story about themselves in order to be eligible for compassion, a compassion that is only available if they were infected by women, an illogical conclusion that cannot possibly exist. This extraordinary star- extraordinarily stark situation gives us all a chance to learn from the HIV example. How would we understand our responsibilities to our friends, family members, and co-nationals if we could extrapolate that perhaps at least a quarter of the people we know are misrepresenting themselves as abused in order to gain our compassion? Will we ask ourselves why so readily, why we so readily endorse victimology without gathering more information? Or will we question the very construct of compassion, how we practice it, who we offer it to? and that what we expect back in return hey welcome to the black Tips podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a tuesday ready to do some podcasting you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic just search the black tips leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher like we say that every episode but we mean it every episode somebody go out there and leave us a five star review mm-hmm. let it be you be that special person let it be you okay i spent all day today mail and printing out and labels mailing uh cars in the rain like i went to fedex to cut stick to cut these fucking stickers up for you guys <laughs> like oh I'll, that's right because oh those are the ones that, that sent like the block yeah i'll get you to it in a second but like yo come on man a five-star review i ain't asking for much if 
imagine i sent you a christmas card and you ain't gave me a five-star review come on now but but you but you want a christmas card i paid for that stamp and all the christmas cardy stuff that goes in there getting it printed and getting the buying the new graphic that goes on we there looking at you you know who you are quit standing around looking at other people we talking to you you said hey i want one of them pretty cars i love riding karen but you ain't left no five-star reviews the doors of the church are open and you are all forgiven and when you come it is right on time santa claus ain't real but my motherfucking cards i'm sending your ass is they real and i really would appreciate a five-star review if you haven't uh if you would be so inclined inclined please um all right and they say shame don't work yeah i'm shaming you nickels <laughs> you should have listened to my shame in 2016 we have hillary clinton now y'all ass gotta settle for joe biden i was right anyway uh <laughs> let's let's get to uh the show but uh the i was reading an excerpt from of course from uh conflict is not abuse um which like i said um amazing book it went sarah schumann is amazing and she went further and in different places than i thought the book was going um and when she gets to because she she basically builds on it like in chapters one and you know like early chapters it's more about stuff like individual conflict and how people don't handle it and so then they jump to i'm the victim here because they know in certain communities you can quote unquote win mm-hmm. by claiming victimhood right and of course you know we also reward people that have like severe like mental illness and stuff narcissism stuff like this we actually reward them by giving them this easy path to like total domination of people of course oh you're the victim well we'll be mean to this other person because you said oh no you don't have to prove yourself because if i ask you to prove yourself i'm actually insulting you and that's that would be wrong you know um and whatever you decide i need to do to this person i can do because they're the bad guy you're the good guy right well that's the early stuff but by the end she builds towards bigger things like state uh sanction incarceration of people uh you know the idea of canada which we all consider like the woke country compared to america and how they criminalize hiv to the point where they lock people up and um because they can only consider the solution to be victim versus abuser and one of you has to go to jail now when you make something with the full power of the government behind you right the full power of policing all the stuff behind you and the threat of it and then the condemned condemnation socially of you as an hiv positive person um you have now made a, a rush to get to the government like uh punishment system first so whoever gets there first wins essentially um and uh i love that she highlighted a couple of cases there where it was men who probably had gotten attained hiv from somewhere outside of their relationship with their wife right and then came home and i'm hiv positive you're hiv positive uh you gave it to me um they're not gonna test to see what if i even had the same strain there's no proof of who gave it to who even though we know for a fact it is almost it's it's, it's an infinitesimal how many times a, a straight a cishet man can get hiv from a woman like uh especially if you're circumcised so it's very so it's very few uh i think it's circumcised maybe it's uncircumcised but either way it's a very it's a very low risk for it to have for it to transfer that way we know because she and she breaks it down she's like 
if it were why are the resources that the government is talking about hiv prevention why is it not focusing on cishet women who give it to men right because when and she brings she brings it up in that passage when has the government ever not addressed cishet male issues first like first and foremost so you telling me that this is a huge problem 25 percent of men who are hiv positive in canada are saying i got it from a, a straight woman in a straight relationship now we know all the pressures of of society to to be like i i mean i'm straight you know i'm i'm in the closet or whatever i'm on the down low as they call it here like we know all those pressures and we know what comes with it when people find out you're gay when people find out and so there may be some men who are inclined to be like no 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 i got it from straight sex okay well that's so unlikely the government programs to prevent it don't invest any money in preventing that that way they you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. they don't even lesbian women they don't they're not even yeah because it would be skyrocketed right they're not even trying to prevent it amongst lesbian relationships so so you're telling me this um not to mention if you get it from you know like they said they'll lock up a woman who's a prostitute who's much more likely to have received hiv from a client right than vi- than to have infected some man with hiv right we lock up the women you know it happened to be women of color the other people that have been locked up on this law in canada a lot of men of color so when you know when we talk about the stigmatizing of hiv as a diagnosis as you have to explain it to people before you have sex and stuff we don't actually know what is true and what's not and yet we we because the way our law system is built we move upon it as if we have direct knowledge you know the intimacy of a sexual encounter is and not okay so there's two parts of this one the intimacy of a sexual encounter that we don't have on record right we don't actually know who's telling the truth Mm-mm. so you're you're going well you should have to disclose okay cool what if i did ex- disclose to you but then later you know we had a fight you don't like me anymore and you go to the government and say he didn't tell me what what then the government goes well you told me first so he the other guy must have gave it to you so he has to go to jail right this is the stuff i was talking about on sunday that i said i couldn't get into because i didn't have the whole chapter in front of me right but it was stuff i hadn't thought about i had never known about it right so you mean to tell me like you basically and this is fucking ridiculous everybody that i have sex with if i find out i'm hiv positive everybody has to sign paperwork and documentations and sign the daily and stamp and put it in blood word right um then um in addition to that uh the other part of it is if you have if you are hiv positive and you are having sex with someone and you're using a condom or mm-hmm. you know on whatever meds or whatever well then there's to me i can understand why that person doesn't have to disclose you don't have to disclose if you have herpes you don't have to disclose if you have right. uh syphilis. syphilis you don't have to disclose if you yes. if you use the proper um things to prevent uh transmission essentially we treat those differently like you can do those and that's fine and no big deal right there's no crime there even if you did transmit it it wouldn't be a crime but let's just in this case you took the proper channels so a lot of people are saying i you know the disclosure is not something that happens in a vacuum Mm -hmm. so let's say i do you know i know the stigma that that has you know hiv positivity has attached to it now i have to disclose it to any and everybody that i may you know even have a casual sexual intercourse with 
well what if i don't want everybody to know my shit right you know and so there's so there's a fear there because of the stigma i'm not saying it's necessarily correct i'm not you know i'm not trying to make it where it's like opposite world and it's like you but but the point is it's deeper than just um well just tell people right you put people lives at risk not to mention like i said you can disclose i know this thing now i can go to the law because guess what you're actually a criminal by being hiv positive already you don't right even though you haven't done anything all i have to do is be like we had sex he didn't tell me that i found out later oh we gotta go lock his ass up now did y'all have sex oh you know well yeah we did have sex you didn't tell him no i told him well he says you didn't you gotta go to jail you know like my word against yours and your word counts is for shit because you are hiv positive you know these are the things that the book made me think about it also goes into a lot of stuff about palestine and israel that i didn't know um that was deep as fuck too so it's just a good book man i think once you get out to the idea of what victimhood is and what um abuse is and the idea of the social stigma of around each one and how you can kind of reverse the power on certain shit there are people that are the bad guy that claim victimhood that then get to get to consistently dominate other people when it's really a conflict when there's mutual aggression on 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 both sides but might might not be mutual power on both sides so it's 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 every man who after ray rice hit his wife said okay but what if a woman's coming at you with a knife you see like is is that was like yeah but see if i'm kind of the victim here then i think i can justify what ray rice did even though they're not the same they are not the same and it's very as a woman it's fucking frustrating 1.1.1.1 percent most people that will never ever ever never 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 happen to so i'm like okay you using this 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 not that it hasn't happened but it's really low most of the time in this particular situation guess what she had a fucking knife so what the fuck are we talking about he just popped her upside the fucking right. head but, they're not the goddamn saying right but if i can run to being the victim first i can re- i can reverse reality so essentially we know men are stronger than women in right. most cases we know men are more violent than women we know almost every single statistic about gendered violence shows men doing it to women um you know like being the perpetrators of violence in most cases right we know these things but if i can jump to that one percent of time or that you know that small percentage of time where the woman is the aggressor i can then reframe the entire conversation into another point about like well if a woman got a gun i just gotta let her kill me you know i can jump to that and i think that's when we we don't can we don't think about how often how big that can get like like in that one scenario we're talking about two individual people but you know how many times do white people run to victimhood to then do racism to people Mm -hmm. you know like i was afraid for my life they can understand that cops they were afraid for their lives they run to the victim part first they're they can shoot an unarmed innocent person minding their business they can run to being a victim first by i was scared well if you're scared that's associated with victimhood you're the victim and you just protected yourself now why should you go to jail i mean sure you you oh you 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 know you didn't mean to kill the person obviously or you didn't realize what you were doing but you were so scared you know like that's the thing and when she brought up israel and palestine she brought up how you know and she's jewish so she brought up how like israel overstates fear and 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 the uh the harm that palestine can do to it in order to be like 
oh yeah um we can go and fucking like commit genocide on these people if we want to because we're scared and if we're scared then we can do whatever the fuck we want and our allies and stuff need to understand that if they don't then they're anti-semitic because we're the real victims here you know it's like the shit is deep man like i said it's a fucking great book um it gave me a lot to think about just things i hadn't considered because i'd always just been like a you know hiv is not a thing um that i've ever had to deal with in that way so Mm -hmm. to me i just you know the simple out you know ignorant observation was well yeah you just disclose it or don't have sex period that's that's your life but i don't have to deal with the fallout of you know okay i disclosed it and then later someone lies on me you know i don't have to deal you know i don't have to deal with the fallout of um well if i use protection and the person you know doesn't get effect infected why am i still obligated to disclose disclose this very deep fucking thing about myself and and my thing is (laughs) i just think about what you said it's like that's ridiculous just because i had aids don't mean i'm well ne- hiv in this I mean, case hiv yeah. don't mean i'm just gonna just not fuck again you know and, and that's yeah. or even if like or just the idea that if you do you will have to disclose to people that you have it and right. i you know i'm like i don't really think that that's something you can put into a law like, the same way we can't with with herpes trying to control human behavior you know like i'm not saying that it's not foul i'm not even saying there's not some people that break the law there are right. gonna or that 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 do immoral shit with it i'm not saying Correct. that's not my argument mm-hmm. but simply that can we turn it into a criminal justice issue i'm not sure it, it translates one-to-one because in canada where we actually have the stats and the and the um the history of criminalizing hiv we've seen that it's not working the, the only people going to jail are brown people number one and then number two women going to jail who clearly did not infect these people like the, the like it would have been a miracle for them to get it um 25 percent of men claiming that it was women who gave it to them like this is societal pressure to make you say that you know because of what, i can't say i got it through drugs you know i can't say i got it because i can't be gay so uh my wife must have gave it to me you know like this shit is fucked up so um it just made me it just really made me think about a lot of stuff um which is why i like reading um but yeah i just like uh I, I i saw we already got a letter about me talking about it on sunday or whatever so i'm sure i'll be addressing it on the feedback show it's a pretty long letter but yeah man like i don't say the shit haphazardly i've thought about it a lot i'm, I'm not you know I, I think especially now that we have um drugs that can literally lower people's um um th- like to the point where it's not even traceable right and someone like i i kind of feel like um criminalizing it is now more about the social stigma and making us feel better that we punish somebody than it is about the actual impact of what it would do in life the you know and then of course with um in canada if you the the other part that's in that chapter i didn't talk about maybe i will another time if you go to the doctor for something else and they do a blood test they find out you're hiv positive um you you're registered as hiv positive like you then are you then have to be on these medications and stuff of this nature like it's um like this shit is not a game so you can't you don't have a choice at that point and if you don't participate in that shit you're a criminal like right, that's why you probably have a lot of people that's like i'm no you will never test me for that bullshit i don't care if i have that, it or not what Fuck is, it. yeah what it's done is it's made people scared to get tested right for um anything 
which is which is the opposite of what you you would assume the point of the uh program would be the that's the opposite you know but i don't know people are complicated yeah because the way that the way that they enforce the law like the law because when i'm sorry the only defense they have is ignorance so it's better to not know your status because then they can't throw you in jail right that's and that's that's because we put the weight of the law on a problem that is not necessarily a legal problem that should be solved with punitive actions that should be solved with incarceration and criminal justice because we are attacking it from that angle of criminal justice you're going to make people avoid responsibility more than you're going to make them lean into responsibility they're going oh no 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 no! don't test me for shit because if someone later comes out and says i infected them and i go and and you can point to this day and go well you knew in january 2016 um your ass is going to jail so don't test me i'd rather just if i'd rather not know and that's the exact opposite of what you want to have happen with a law like that right and that's what happens when you get the government there are some things that yes the government does need to step in and the government does need to be concerned about public health and all these things too but before you make like these sweeping laws you actually need to do studies and and statistics and pay these people who got these degrees and shit and pay the the people that like are are higher up in the national health department whatever they have over there to find out facts and figures and like real root things and then off of those things determine these factors uh and don't be punitive like this there are some people you go yeah 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 you need to go to jail don't get me wrong but in most instances do they need to go to jail or are there other ways these things could be um handled because a lot of times you get the government involved they're about punishment they're about locking people up and most people are going to be locked up are going to be brown people yeah so it's just like i said man i i enjoy reading that just because i had literally never heard anyone talk about that before so uh yeah that's today's reading rainbow butterfly in the sky i can go go twice twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere things to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow I can be anything. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. A reading rainbow. All right, let's get into the show, show guys. Um, oh, Jay Z and Kanye reportedly reconciled months before Diddy's LA birthday celebration. Fans were up in arms at the photo surface of Jay-Z and former close friend and collaborator Kanye West dapping up at P. Diddy's 50th birthday party. According to reports, the two have been on better terms recently, a welcoming, consumma- a welcoming consummation to their long-standing quarrel. On Saturday night, celebrities gathered at P. Diddy's Los Angeles home for the songwriter's star-studded 50th birthday celebration. That's why them pictures was coming from his birthday party. Mm-hmm. Okay as the many snoop Dogg was dressed like somebody's aunt 
<laughs> somebody's church mother as the many photos from the glamorous shindig began to hit the web social media rejoiced at the sight of former friends kanye and jay-z cordially shaking hands and posing in pictures together fans concluded that the two had reconciled at the event however the two hit makers have reportedly been on friendly terms for quite some time now what you mean you could be friends and not like fucking make a documentary about it or post it on instagram or like tell everybody your business what there's human beings out here that's not Can giving us the, that every single thought on social media that's amazing <laughs> wow wow yeah uh according to to social media i mean to sources the oldest lyricists have moved beyond their feud um started when they didn't go to the kardashian west wedding in 2014 from there the two called each other out on songs and it all came to a head with the alleged legal dispute sparked by west reportedly claiming he was owed over three million dollars streaming from a title agreement the title issue was reportedly settled out of court amongst the two since then the sources alleged that the two have since bumped into one another on several previous occasions this year with all being harmonious harmonious between them so yeah i'm sorry uh beyonce was a little bit more important than whatever the hell you was going through uh what do you mean like he was complaining about why he ain't calling him. yeah because he's trying to get his wife oh yeah yeah you know i i just think it's cool that they made up man i Me too. I, I don't i know that like i said this is the shit i'll be talking about man and it's just my fault for being surrounded by this kind of personality on the internet and these kind of people but like i just don't believe in this shit where it's just like there's it's bad to reconcile with folks and that you know i because jay-z and kanye don't agree on you know shit politically that they not supposed to be cool with each other no more or whatever i think that's an internet thing i think everyone on their social media you know you you turned off your you know you unfriended those people you you, you know you stopped Every, fucking everybody with everybody is a one and done yeah and, and then the people that you still do fuck with like that you just don't talk about it no more you know better Right. you know but you know your aunt your uncle your your cousin your your whoever your brother your your friend from college or whatever that you still do keep up with but you know that that motherfucker is not on the same shit you on you just don't talk about it you know those conversations happen offline away from everybody else and stuff and correct um you know and you just and you just leave it at that but i, I think you know the truth of the matter is like it's okay like there's something positive about the reconciliation not just because of that but i really and this is probably some hippie shit and i admit it but i really do believe that somebody you can affect somebody that is not on the same level as you in certain areas or on the same path as you you can affect them positively by by not just shunning them and being like fuck you you're worthless like as long as they're not truly you know trying to you know be unrepentantly horrible or whatever i think i think it's a chance for people i think everybody there's a chance for a lot of people to grow there's a chance for a lot of people to be educated and stuff and um i think a lot of the stuff that people do with these like very public views is performative and it's not for each other it's for it's for us as an audience and so i don't know i saw them dapping up each other doesn't mean they best friends it doesn't mean you know but i don't know to me that was better than them just ice grilling each other the whole night or being really awkward just so that i could go home and laugh about it like so yeah and and the thing is people act like being cordial is the problem people act like if i don't quote unquote like you the fuck you forever is i got to look at you crazy but 
I've seen people online bang breakfast all day about certain people and fuck them. Da, 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 da. They meet them people in real life. They don't have that same energy. Oh, they meet them people in real life. And then they come on the end that then their perspective has changed. I've been that person. I've had people talk shit about me or talk shit to me on social media. Energy totally different in person. Completely different. And I don't, and I'm not one of those people that change. Like I don't get online to tell you some shit that I won't say to your face. So, right so you know i've never like i lucky for me you know i've never had to have that situation knock on wood i you know there's there's people that you know i remember the charles oakley shit like there's people i've made jokes about and shit and then that's when i had my realization like oh this shit is real the internet is not fake no it's not but in general like you know there's there's a certain level of performance to social media and you know and the public and being famous and all that stuff mm-hmm. and i think you know to me um seeing them dap up it didn't mean that i co-sign everything this nigga says or mm-hmm. any of this and i also just never had that expectation of these other people when i when Ky- even when kanye was lashing out knowing his mental health status knowing the rhetoric he was spewing knowing that i disagree completely with i've checked completely out of uh kanye west period right even knowing that i still didn't go well i guess for real we'll never talk to him again i was like no that they're actually friends they'll 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 continue to fucking like be around each other whether or co-workers or whatever they are you know industry peers i don't know but they'll continue to be in the same industry together you know the way most people do with their co-workers yeah people don't disappear a lot of y'all work with somebody that voted for trump and you you don't like they ass you ain't necessarily friends with they ass but you be cordial at work you know yes you do but you let the internet tell it you come in and smack that motherfucker in the face and <laughs> kick his magnet back a half off yeah. word uh barack obama says women would run the world better and research shows he isn't wrong if you look at the world and the look if, if you look at the world and look at the problems it's usually old people usually old men not getting out of the way obama said on monday during a private speech in the singapore about leadership they cling to power they're insecure they have outdated ideas and the energy and fresh vision and new approaches are squashed obama said he added that women are not perfect but are indisputably better than men i'm absolutely confident that for two years if every nation on the earth was run by women you would see significant improvement across the board on just about everything living standards and outcomes obama reportedly said um yeah we i mean we do know this there are women leaders of other countries and um not to mention when you have like local women leaders and stuff i mean it does fare better under women it it really does and studies and statistics have showed that when women have to fight to get into leadership and then when they get into leadership people go oh it wasn't that bad yeah yes because she's probably fucking overqualified for the goddamn job well when they try to get the job they face a lot more animosity and scrutiny once they have the job they they ended up getting a lot better approval ratings than men in the same jobs whether it's corporate america political whatever you call it people hate an ambitious woman but when a woman gets there then 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 it's okay um and then the other part is nobody thinks they're misogynistic nobody thinks they have any misogyny in them so you know once somebody attains that status of woke you know they can be misogynist without being misogynist you know somehow you only hate the women presidential candidates somehow you only seem to have a big problem with all the women celebrities somehow you know but but you're not misogynistic hey i'm too woke i'm mm-hmm. feminist i'm this i'm that at all um andre 3000 says a new album isn't coming and explains how fame has killed his creative drive 
I can I can understand that. Just just the way fame and the internet and the expectations. And you, I, I, it could be a lot. It could literally be a lot. Yeah, he went on the Broken Record podcast and he was talking to Rick Rubin and he said, I like, he was unable to start a new album. He said, I like to, but it's just not coming. Haven't been making much music, man. He told Rubin at the three, three, 1335 mark into the podcast. My focus is not there. My confidence is not there. Benjamin goes on to elaborate on how his massive success has actually hobbled his creative drive. Once the attention is on that world, the world goes away uh the release of the one-off solo songs and occasional feature hasn't helped either any little thing i put out people nitpick it with a fine tooth comb oh he said that word and that's not a great place to create from it makes you draw back if benjamin does eventually return to sharing music it may not be with a rap project i'm trying to find out what makes me feel the best right now what makes me feel the best is when i do these random instrumental kind of things they make they make me feel the most rebellious um yeah and the way he- one thing one thing i love about uh under g thousand is that he's forever doing different shit like like anything you get from him it's not gonna be the same shit and anything you get from him a lot of times a lot of niggas reject and then they let it hit him and then they're like that shit is everything like they got booed at an award show that they won and they was like the south got something to say you know they make fun of themselves you know y'all them aliens them pimps and shit you know because that's the way i would like i say even if he never comes out with anything again i i like i don't mind but if he does it's gonna be some out there shit and i'm and i'm here for whatever his creative mind gives us because he just constantly thinks outside of the box yeah it makes me think about um the lyrics to 13th floor growing old um when he said the southern slang fango waves and mojo chicken wings i grew up on booty shake we did not know no better things so go ahead around and diss it while real hip-hoppers listen started by african bell bottle so you and your partner grabbed your thoughts like i fuck with with that line i grew up on booty shake we did not know no better things i think people forget that dre big boy these rappers that we idolize that we've like fucking like consumed everything they've done like 20 we've written like we've written there's probably academic courses on outcast at Mm -hmm. this point yes sir um and we've studied them as if they are like you know museum artworks but at the same time they're human beings who are not static fixtures right and they you know these at the core of everything that they've still done everything that andre has seen in life now at this point i'm sure he's been all over the world i'm Mm -hmm. sure he's fucking like he's still a nigga from southwest atlanta georgia you know for the he's still from the swats so you still got this like um you still have all the expectations now of what is woke for people heat on these people who are not who did not elect to represent or be in that Mm-mm. who you know and i think that pressure when he talks about the um feeling rebellious by only doing instrumentals and feeling like people concentrating on which word he said and stuff like that in the rap people have always been like amazed by his word choice and delivery and stuff but what's happening now is like well you said this word and it's not like we don't approve of this word anymore or you said this phrase and you know this isn't cool but 
andre never changed we did right and i say that because like as much as people like to put especially andre for some reason i think big what's funny big boy and andre like it's a reason they work together they just they kind of the same they be on the same shit you know mm-hmm. but it's interesting because people will think like well well uh you know you got big boy this drug dealing gangster rapper i'm like dre on them tracks too you know dre mm-hmm. was talking about some shit himself like um shit listen to jazzy bell like i, I remember listening to jazzy bell one time well, i don't know years ago being like oh oh yeah that's right this could not play now like Mm-mm. these niggas would be upset and what's funny is people think they want more andre they think they want more outcast they think they want that shit they don't really want that shit they want to feel like they fell in 2002 or they want to feel they like they felt this nostalgia listen right. to the old shit then my nigga but you not you not 18 or 20 or whatever no more. like you're not that age no more you're not gonna appreciate it the same you don't even have the same leeway because you were going through a part of your life where you was ignorant and allowing certain things now you wouldn't allow those things now you want to break it down your adult mind your whatever your woke mind it won't allow you to enjoy that shit the way you did no even when people revisit shit like i'm like i'm not a big fan of like the revisiting through a critical lens of today thing because it's like music is meant to be consumed when it was consumed it's not really meant for a time like they don't have time machines you know sometimes you get lucky and there's a there's a thing that someone was saying back in the day that was unpopular then but now you listen to it and go oh okay i get it but most of the time it's not like that it's like this how i felt at the time and i'm capturing a time in my life a small glimpse into this window of me and that shit is not gonna necessarily translate to 40 years from now right and more importantly i might not translate to 40 years from now so the shit that you thought was okay for me to say back then that you used to rap along to yeah you might not fuck with no more and so i can kind of understand how you will be like and that makes me not want to make the music like why make the music for this shit you know for y'all to turn around and, and and shit on it for me for being me for not changing or me for being who i am you know like not everybody want to be dave Chappelle and be out i'm defiant i don't give a fuck what y'all right. say i'm still gonna be sophomoric in the face of all this like not everybody built for that or wants to be that some people just go eh, it's better if i just bow out of this shit you know which is funny because if he put out something and let's say it wasn't up to snuff as far as for people's uh political ideals and stuff now people would tell him well why didn't you just stop i wish you wouldn't have made this music i wish you would have shut the fuck up so he beating him to the punch and been like i'm not gonna make the music i'm gonna shut the fuck up and people still mad still disappointed still oh, yeah, they're gonna be mad regardless they're they going to be mad regardless you know it's one of the things we talked about before how people beg and plead and and and, and i want it i want it i want it and get it and it's not what they want the dopest shit he can do right now is show up places playing a flute and people take selfies with them i'm there for it that's the dopest shit because everybody can agree that that's beautiful and adorable and dope and magical and all this shit and it's oh it's so andre Mm -hmm. but like i said let him put out a track it's totally different response it's like we expect excellence and we also expect it to be like either so forward thinking that we ain't even on that yet or so you know because we only remember the highlights right agreed we don't want to remember um you know talking about her period late guess what i did click no not me can't be me we don't want to remember hanging up on a woman that said i'm pregnant 
we want to remember him being like sent the size of microwave me you know like mm-hmm. we want to oh he was ahead of it on like instagram and people's getting like you know like uh using using science to like medically change their children and their bodies and and I, we want to remember that because it's like a high like i can't believe he even was on that shit right yeah and then sometimes he was on some other shit and y'all 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 wouldn't fuck with that now yeah you know because there's a thing I, I i i i take his music in the totality like I'm, I'm like you for that time period i loved it because i was there and i was with it and i understood it and it's one of those things how we talked about it before it's funny now how um and mr span said is how every nigga turn into the nigga that complained about their uncles and aunts uh shit know their music now y'all them niggas y'all them niggas talking about these people these people's young people music ain't shit and stuff like that because you get caught in this nostalgia and you don't want to move past that was the best time you had unlimited time you got responsibilities and shit now so you checked out of music and just because you checked out of music does not mean the music didn't continue to go on and it does not mean that they're uh uh you uh are back in our day we had ignorant shit too all music ain't ignorant just because you might not understand it just because they're not speaking to you does not mean that it's not good yeah um all right uh i do want to go back a second we got a question in the chat room from my man walter who talks about we was talking about obama saying women could um govern would probably govern better as leader of countries and he says uh should obama have bowed out against hillary in 2016 when obama was running or 2008 i mean when he was running and um i you know the answer to this is uh, unpopular but yeah probably should have now i know what you're saying but obama was a good president right you love obama i do i think he was a good president i think he's probably the best president we've had um at least top four right uh here's the thing hillary clinton as a white woman um would have probably leaned more liberal than obama would like you know i think a lot of people get caught up on the fact that you know well you know they go well obama didn't push things to the left enough well we know why he didn't because he's a black man and we know that that was a big ass albatross around his whole presidency was like whatever i do is setting precedent not just for me but for all black people and the things that they're saying i am is gonna eventually come to roost for all for every black person after me it's gonna be the reason that they rebel and revolt in this country now turns out they did the shit anyway but the point being that's how he had to govern i think a person like hillary clinton a little bit more you know studied a little bit more um kind of privileged in that in that arena a little bit more um what do you call it uh just just uh she was just a little bit more established that's what it is she was more established at the time i think she does the unpopular shit she twists the arms she threatens the um democrats that don't get along the blue dogs she goes well we're gonna get your seat to a, we'll, we'll either get it to another democrat or let, let it go to a republican we don't give a fuck next time you run you won't get shit i think she would have twisted arms and done the things that obama wouldn't have i think she wouldn't have believed in this um this idea of uh, a coalition that could be built among republicans and democrats i think she she had been fighting the opposition of that for at this years. at that point 20 years so i think she would have been like nah fuck them they're actually not gonna come around they're not they don't like me already they 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 have every conspiracy against me i've seen the worst they can do 
and i don't believe in their goodness i don't believe i can appeal to anything on them and so if you really want to be honest about it, i know you you know maybe you're trying to be slick or whatever but but the truth is we probably do get a better country under hillary rather than obama only because she would not give a fuck in the ways that he gave a fuck and the ways that he kind of had to give a fuck even with her being the first woman president she would have been the 45th white president she would have been fine or whatever it is the 44th white president she would have been fine being like well don't like me you already don't like me and i won so this is a mandate i'm gonna fucking uh kick all y'all asses y'all gonna do what i tell you to that's my guess now we don't know you know obviously this is just hypothetical but um yeah that i i think she would have been even more liberal in 20 like people called her a centrist and shit but they weren't looking at her policies they were just calling her that from uh really running off of what bill clinton did in 96 and shit but um and, and what she ran as in 20 2008 but 2016 she was more liberal than than fucking um obama was yes you know like uh it is what it is man it is what it is alright uh, let's go to the next one um uh state's attorney Kim Fox with two X's kicks off an effort to expunge tens of thousands of minor marijuana convictions good Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox on Wednesday kicked off the first wave in a mass effort to automatically clear tens of thousands of low level marijuana convictions from court records on the eve of the legalization of recreational cannabis in Illinois what you say automatically which means they don't have to I don't have to spend money to go downtown and pay I don't have to pay no fines to erase it. I don't have to pay no fines to expunge it. You mean automatically mm-hmm. was the way the shit should be? Yeah, but we reverse it. But you're going to have to spend some money. Fuck you. Reverse it means reverse it. Do your job. She personally presented the county's chief judge with the first of about a thousand petitions filed Wednesday during a special hearing at Layton Criminal Court Bill at the Layton Criminal Court Building. One by one, Chief Judge Timothy Evans granted the request by Fox to expunge these those convictions from public court records, handing the paperwork to Circuit County Clerk um, Dorothy Brown to stamp. The rare joint appearance of major county leaders in the 26th and California courtroom. It was well choreographed as high-level prosecutors, activists, and even Governor J. B. Pritzker, who signed the legislation legalizing recreational weed, looked on. Honestly, it was prosecutors who pushed for for and implemented these convictions. Fox, who is facing a potentially tough re-election fight after a year that saw her buffeted by criticism of her handling of the prosecution of former Empire actor Jesse Smollett. Uh, she said in court, "We must now own our role in the harm these convictions have caused and play our part in reversing them." yeah it's funny because the part that she caught the flag for with the jesse shit was being like we dropping the charges stop pursuing this man yeah because we you know not that he didn't do it but y'all not presenting enough for me to, and, I, I don't feel like i'm gonna win this case and what would be the public good of him going to jail this seems very spiteful and and shit fox personally presented the judge with the first of a, a hundred petitions of the 1012 that were filed wednesday when addressed when addressed reporters at the news conference alongside prisker fox recalled how her mother was a regular marijuana user to relieve symptoms of bipolar disorder while her mom was never criminally charged with a marijuana offense she said the experience gave her perspective on those who were these are people shouldering the responsibilities of families i grew up around it i knew my mother was never a criminal as part of the mass effort to expunge the minor marijuana conviction prosecutors identified which cases were eligible and filed paperwork without the involvement of the defendants themselves they will be notified by mail in the near future that their convictions have been cleared from the record yeah you're right i love that 
because uh, we've seen other things that are like we're willing to expunge uh these um sodomy charges and stuff for for gay people that we had these charges on the books and we realize now that hey gay sex should not be illegal um now all you need to do is come on down here right you require me to do the work file a petition write a letter and i like this better like no you've been cleared you're good you'll get a letter in the mail saying you're good to go and tps brought up a good point it is you actually spend less paperwork by just doing one swoop like this than to because if individual people come you got to pay for the manpower the paperwork just do it it's actually cheap for you to push a button control out delete and go on about your business yeah now i guess um you know she should never try to run for president or get too big for her britches here this black woman because she has been a state's attorney now and we know that there's no such thing as a good prosecutor guys we all know this can't possibly ever run for office no such thing as a progressive prosecutor we're gonna bring up the uh people that she did send to jail for whatever crimes right i'm sure in 2024 or whenever she decides you know 2028 2032 will be like isn't that the bitch that tried to lock up r kelly i don't think so so y'all gonna y'all cool with her locking up a black man Mm. i sure am all skin folk ain't can folk you gotta go through that Mm -hmm. on whatever version of twitter it is yeah it is in 2032 from russia yeah we'll be 65 somewhere around in there yeah my comrades i'm telling you those vidanias we should not vote for her um but uh yeah interesting how long is the sermon a study ranks christian churches how long oh. should a sermon be oh I, oh i bet i can tell you the reality of how long did it you know did it is yeah well they did the research camp. okay the major branches of christianity in the u.s have sharply dif- different traditions no shit with sermons at historically black protestant churches lasting on average nearly four times as long as roman catholic ch- sermons mm-hmm. a smooth hour they be in and out we start at 11 we are out of this bitch by 12 if you already knew this let me get an amen come on uh <laughs> build as the first of his kind this research ain't, ain't nobody gonna be like, pastor take your time you're not gonna hear that they gonna mm-mm. at where at black church pastor at white church you ain't gonna hear no pastor take your time oh. they're straight to the point read the hymn book the choir ties and offering all right let's go all right all right okay got your word all right y'all leave it's time to go have a good have a good day yeah that's among the findings of an analysis by the pew research center billed as the first of its kind 49,719 sermons delivered in april and may that were shared online by 6,431 churches pew described his research as the most exhaustive attempt to date and catalog and analyze american religious sermons according to pew the median length of the sermons was 37 minutes catholic sermons were the shortest at a medium of just 14 minutes compared with 25 minutes for sermons in mainline protestant congregations and 39 minutes in evangelical protestant congregations historically black protestant churches had by far the longest sermons at a median of 54 minutes do you understand what i just said not that was the longest the median oh, i'm about to say two hours no the median is 54 that's the that's like the number that's the closest to the middle or whatever right fuck. some short but most longer yes that means somewhere out there there's like sermons is probably like two times longer than that or something mm-hmm. uh, it, it's pew says sermons 
at the black churches lasted longer than mainline protestant sermons even though on average they had roughly the same number of words oh we know why yeah we know why choir music no 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 not just that that's not just it's not just that even if it had the same number of words in the speech black pastors take longer to say that shit yeah they do even like they got a mm, and a, yeah. yes uh, right <laughs> come on now they gotta repeat it you know they gotta repeat the yeah, line oh i wonder the, 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 the na- neighbor yes yay though i walk through the valley ha y'all don't hear me though come on yay yes. i said yay though i walk through the valley Preach. you see you didn't just crawl through the valley yes he didn't moonwalk through the valley you better preach preacher he didn't fly through the valley he didn't fly he walked the, the whole the organ hit yes down. i said walk down I said, whoa, boom, boom, Yeah, you got the same amount of words because you got a 15-minute dance break. Black people go to a church. If that nigga ain't sweating, it's like, oh, he didn't even want this He tie. didn't work hard enough. He didn't want these ties today. He, must he didn't be, work hard enough. He must, he must think it's his day off. I'm going to go ahead and give you 5% this week. You was, you was only giving me 5% of what Mm-mm. you was supposed to be doing. Mm-mm. And you get the real good. The preacher get the, get the, get the, get the stepping up there while they preaching. Mm-hmm uh pew said sermons at black churches lasted more than mainline protestant service even though on average they have roughly the same number of words a possible explanation pew said was that preachers at black churches allow more time during their sermons for musical interludes responses from worshipers in the pews and dramatic pauses in their oratory <laughs> not dramatic dramatic yes you know your preacher stop and just look at everybody mm-hmm and it ain't yeah, i know no, who i'm talking about it ain't dramatic pauses like a telenovela or no. something no it's not dun, dun, dun. it's it's Mm-mm. dramatic like and i'm about to get quiet and look at you and make you feel that you i know you masturbated this morning okay <laughs> i want you to carry that that evil in your soul when you think about <laughs> if you're gonna give me five or ten dollars out your pocket today because your filthy hands semen covered hands deserve ten give me ten Come on, they don't get all up in your business. I don't care if your skirt is to the ground. A hoe is a hoe. You know you've been out there hoeing. Looking, coming here smelling like sex still. Come on. I seen some of y'all out last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going up on a Tuesday when now it's Sunday. Come on. I'm like, well, how you know that song if you only listen to religious be, music? Be knowing all the stuff to be how popping. You know, how you know that song? Hmm. explain that see these jesus walked on water but he took off his sandals because these is covered in the bloody shoes come on <laughs> and if they see you in the street that's how you know he don't bump with you come on I'm like how do you know you jump jump i want to see you jump jump for jesus this nigga is doing cardi b's this is cardi b's song <laughs> how does he know this shit uh anyway. i hear y'all talking about that money you need to give that money to jesus mm-hmm. um but yeah uh numerous prominent pastors have pondered the question of sermon's length i've asked and been asked that question a hundred times said reverend herschel york the professor of christian preaching at the professor of preaching wow at the southern baptist theology theological seminary seminary uh so he wrote in 2016 today after 35 years in ministry i have a definitive answer you can preach as long as you hold their attention yeah you know i wonder i want to see what his classes look like is he the one teaching these techniques 
i don't know now see that was a good speech but you didn't even repeat everything seven times now i'm (laughs) i know we said that the you know the minimum left was 15 minutes and you gave a 16 minute speech and that does qualify but yeah i'm I'm gonna be honest i was expecting a 75 minute speech i i actually wanted you to take up the four hour of class we had today with just your sermon and then to make us stay longer and have me say take your time uh we ain't going nowhere but uh i'm I'm gonna give you an a because you met the requirements but you gotta go preach at a at a catholic church there's no way i can send you down to ame they're looking at you they're going you was concerned about the kids y'all got kids church nah you you can't be you can't be over here with the black folks black folks don't believe in children's church oh y'all in there all together kids be bored at their minds kids gotta go to another whole room and learn about mm-hmm. uh, kids the get, whole world in his hands come on i was one of them kids you get so used to the noise you just go to sleep they'll be like how can you go to sleep you after a while you just zone it out and you just go to sleep you know the worst part of it was the child abuse of your parents acting like your ass wasn't in there all day <laughs> they swore it wasn't no time I'm like nigga if you had to work this long you'd be mad what are you As talking hell. about we've been in church eight hours you acted like we ain't just pull a shift well i don't know what you acting tired for nigga the sun is down i can't <laughs> even play no more we was at sunrise service we was at eight o'clock service we was at 11 o'clock service that's how i became an atheist black church y'all that's how it happened i was young when i stopped believing we was at the the the, the uh missionaries anniversary I'm just like, why Jesus can't make a miracle and make this shit take uh, less time? I gotta be out here Sunday school too. Come on! Like I'm looking at Bible the sun, study. looking at the sun go down through them fucking painted glass windows, being like, so I guess it's just not gonna be no basketball in my future, huh? Just this is like, mm, that this is prime. I bet Lindsay's outside of his goal, just shooting around, <laughs> and I'm in here in some tight ass corduroy pants or some shit some tight ass hot pants with the ac not working swinging this mlk fan (laughs) with your shoes got you sliding everywhere praying to satan just oh no just just to end it all just end this church today (laughs) that's what happens man that's that's how they that's how you start that's how they get you (laughs) i I said as soon as i get old enough never coming back and i was right uh the question came up in the 2018 episode of ask pastor john a q a forum hosted by reverend john piper uh no relation to (laughs) (laughs) ah never mind guys uh those who know the joke will get it chancellor of bethlehem college and seminary in uh minneapolis he said uh he generally needs to at least 50 i'm sorry oh i made myself laugh at a joke i didn't even make oh <laughs> uh my heathens know my heathens know um but yeah uh <laughs> he says generally needs at least 40 minutes sometimes more than 50 to deeply explore his things if i look it's no different than this podcast if i look around the nation there are many hundreds maybe thousands of growing churches where pastors preach rich christ exalting god-centered bible saturated textually rooted intellectually challenging emotionally moving life altering sermons for 50 or more minutes and very few people get frustrated that they are too long piper said uh missouri-based researcher writer chris colvin who helps pastors with sermon preparation notes that jesus's sermon on the mount contains some of the most powerful messages in the scripture and it can be read aloud in less than 15 minutes 
you must be a white in addition to ah! <laughs> it's about efficiency we don't want to waste their time people have things to do that's the other thing about white church though like it might not be hidden but man you get home you can watch the whole panthers game because mm-hmm, uh and they used to tear olive garden up they be lining up before open up at 11 you can stop by um you can stop by um go to popeyes on the way home and 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 get there and everything everything be fine go to the panthers games mm-hmm so that's why some of them churches downtown that's what they do they probably lead church and go to the panthers games yeah uh them, them them white churches boy they did not play and they be trying to get that next um they be trying to get that next uh that next one in there mm-hmm that's why like uh who is it? it's calvary one 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 of them churches they have like four five services but them shits be like back to back they be they be uh pushing them shits like at concerts all right all right yeah. did y'all leave giving the 30 minute gap next next show and the thing see the the move that i that i used to do was well i'll just go to the early morning service because then they have the 11 o'clock 10 o'clock service after that so they gotta let us out before they let them in yeah yeah you would fucking think wouldn't you yeah yeah until they don't and then your ass is sitting up there like now how the fuck am i gonna get out the parking lot when 500 people trying to park and i'm and i'm and i'm just now pulling out people been traveling around this parking lot in circles for 75 minutes because <laughs> pastor got hit with the spirit today now now i'm still have everybody man had the people have the people going uh shaking on the door because they're gonna pull on the door and the right. usher gonna be like you can't come in yet i thought i was like you ever get that for the 11 o'clock service and see this nigga still going you like well damn i know our shit gonna be late right like <laughs> I we gonna stay at home we ain't even getting started till fucking 11 30 so uh, i know I, I know we ain't getting out of this bitch till six o'clock <laughs> kids man mama you rush me for nothing mm-mm-mm yeah sermons from evangelical churches were three times more likely than those of others to include the phrase eternal hell mm-hmm. if they found the word hallelujah appeared in sermons from about 22 percent of the historically black protestant churches and those congregations were eight times more likely than others to hear that word yeah you're gonna hear hallelujah come on now you're gonna hear praise the lord yep you're gonna hear god's good all the time all the time god's good my favorite though is that old black man that just live live over by the side i never could find him but but his voice come out of nowhere don't it but they always live over by the side and they know the perfect time in the pause of the sermon to be like wow i don't know how they know it this is it's a art i think you just get old and black and you just know like (laughs) as a young black i could never i could never i could never even come you couldn't get the cadence right i would be cutting the past off and shit everybody be turning around staring at me like nigga what are you doing but it's always an old black man at every black church that know how to hit that well right when the pastor hit one of them pregnant pauses where he was, he was like and some of y'all need to be ashamed of yourselves wow I'm like damn how you know how did how he did know he i've never pastor tossed it up and he dunked it i've never been in the church where somebody fucked it up not once he be like good assist i've never been in there where he's like hey you know sometimes <laughs> wow what who was that <laughs> <laughs> calm down damn boy let me finish my sentence and you know what and the same thing with the tambourine shaker the whoever shakes the tambourine always know how to shake the tambourine on time do they practice that i don't know like but you hear around yeah do they have to be there at the at the practice sermons and be like okay so then this is i don't know i don't know i mean like some stuff i get the organ people probably you know they know you know what i'm saying but the, the the thing about the tamarine uh person that's actually a gift 
because if you ever seen somebody's really 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 good at that you'd be like well god damn um you said the sermons examine examine came i said tamarine school i think so too Pew said the sermons it examined came from 2,156 evangelical congregations, 1,367 mainline Protestant congregations, 422 Catholic parishes, and 278 historical black Protestant congregations. Uh, while other congregations could not be reliably classified, the research did not analyze sermons delivered in synagogues, mosques, or other non-Christian congregations. So they, so wait, am I reading this right? Do I just want to understand? does this mean they didn't even ask the baptist churches if it was christian because they said protestant and then they said they said mainline protestant congregations catholic parishes historically black protestant congregations while other congregations could not be reliably classified the research did not analyze i don't know because they didn't put their videos online because a lot of this is i just wonder if they're saying baptist was not classified or is baptist part of protestant or they just didn't ask baptist because you know a lot of them kind of conjunction all up underneath each other so i don't know who's connected to who so i have a feeling some of that some of those some of these categories might be subcategories of these other pieces i don't know yeah yeah i know i don't know the answer either i'm asking i don't know I, i didn't expect you to know i don't know but I, it just made me Somebody wonder. Somebody said Baptists are Protestants. Okay, because I didn't know the 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 way it's, cause, you know, I didn't know the way it was done. So okay, so they did use Baptists. Okay, because I was gonna say them stats sounded very Baptist. I I've never been to at least not a church that said Protestant. All, all my churches said Baptist, AME, Zion. Zion, something like that. Uh, so yeah, there you guys go. Now you now we know now you know I, you know we didn't know before that black churches go longer and i could have told you thank that. god we have <laughs> i'm glad you got signs because you know i could have i could have gave you my own thesis yeah thank god we had that got that got to the bottom of that one <laughs> the whole bottom of it uh we were so confused um all right let's get into some other things uh what do i feel like doing kind of don't feel like fucking with black people that's fine um uh, i guess we can do uh some white people news maybe wait this video is eight minutes long jesus christ about what is it about uh, it's a cover hold on i want to find a different one uh uh do i even have any left see love is a battlefield all right we'll try this love is a battlefield is that a white people song i think so a black person cover i've heard i if i'm remember right i've heard that song before all right i heard the name before don't oh, know if I... they said yes it is okay all right well black person covered love is the battlefield uh mayasia is her name mayasia uh, is her name and uh let's see if we can get it to play um wait is it gonna play an ad first matter of fact you know what i do want to play an ad uh first i forgot today's episode is actually sponsored uh <laughs> <laughs> we <don't play>. damn I, <laughs> woo, your boy almost fucked up uh today's episode is sponsored by adam and eve y'all um let me see if i play some music for you guys all right uh today's episode is brought to you by adam and eve that's right do you like free stuff i like free stuff i think free stuff it's real cool it's one of my favorite things about christmas but free stuff 
to spice up your bedroom is even better select any one item for 50 percent off at adamandeve.com and then you'll get a bunch of free stuff i've recently used it to get some stuff for our bedroom guys i spiced it up on the ass all right <laughs> uh enter offer code tvgwt at checkout and you get 10 free tantalizing gifts a sexy item for him a special gift for her and a third item you'll both enjoy and plus six free spicy movies and i guess they've updated it since the last time i used it because the free movies are now digital oh shit so if you you know i know a lot of people y'all watch stuff on your laptops your smart tvs all that stuff well now you can watch it that way plus they give you free shipping that's tbgwt offer code tbgwt when you check out at adamandeve.com go in there and get you something nice some nipple clips some blindfold a blindfold okay take it to the next level you know what i'm saying tie somebody up get you some handcuffs yes handcuffs. i don't know what you into i'm not judging mm-hmm. okay um and they got a bunch of quality stuff and shout out to S&M. Mm-hmm. shout out to snl okay uh snl because eddie murphy's gonna be on there saturday but anyway all right y'all thank you so much for this let's get into the white people news okay i know that's what y'all really came for adamandeve.com code tbgwt now white people news Oh, and I'm not showing it on screen because it's not a video. It's just okay. a regular. Hey, hey. You're begging me to go and making me stay. Why do you hurt me so bad? It would help me to know. Do I stand in your way? Or am I the best thing you've had? she really made that sexy as fuck because if i'm not mistaken that's like a kind of rock song right i thought so I pat benatar right don't mm-hmm. yeah it's more oh, it 80s rock like two different songs we are young Black version better. Mm. Slow it down. Both of us knowing. Love is a 
yeah nobody fucking to that that one i just played you can have sex to this when i'm losing control will you turn me away or touch me deep inside and when all this gets old mm. will i still feel the same and, and pat benatar was doing that like 80s talk sing that wasn't singing right like it was spoken word over a beat it's not really singing and a fast beat when we get old will we feel this way <laughs> nah nigga you're not singing i did no. not pay this money for you to stand here and do this <laughs> get up there and earn your money like a black preacher doing a 55 minute sermon come on 50, whole 55 ah uh, but uh yeah so that's the white people news uh intro let's get into uh that's y'all's man gotta talk about all the stuff y'all's president is doing as white people's president um let's see what did his ass do lately oh good i only saved three things i've been saving less and less shit as y'all can tell um <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's deputy champagne chairman Rick Gates gets 45 days in weekend jail for lying to the FBI. Man, for a guy who's on the up and up and not afraid of any investigation into investigation into impeachment, he sure does seem to have a lot of people going to jail for lying around him. Everybody around him done went to jail just about. Mm-hmm. I say I read today Paul Manafort had like a cardiac a tag or something had to go to the hospital stress because there must be on the list somewhere lies of stress it was like you go to jail you go to jail you go to jail you go to jail they better go to jail he sent a six-page letter to nancy pelosi on the eve of impeachment vote i'm writing you a six-page letter and i signed it with some piss Uh, I'm not reading it. Trump says Armenia. For what, nigga? No. Trump says Armenia massacres were not genocide, directly contradicting Congress. And watch the Republicans turn around. Well, yeah, it's, it's not genocide anymore. Why? Well, he said it, and I'm I, I can't be on his dick unless I fucking agree with everything he says, whether it makes sense or not so there you go all right now let's get to some delightful delightful news let's do it oh what are the whites going into the day let's see here guys um uh oh this is a very white story this is one of my one of my faves uh i'll i'll try to bring up the uh the screen karen i know you like to see the pictures of the whites i do um does it have all the pictures no it just has a video okay let me open up the other page um but a commissioner's wife pours a drink over a reporter's head after questions over misuse of funds that's right you start asking where the money going where the money going doing your job as a reporter i show you these drinks upside your head bitch how dare you (laughs) ask about some motherfucking money how about this uh how about a coke and a smile because that's what's going on with your whole wardrobe that'll show you you damn journalists doing mm-hmm. your job i blame they they, they i blame they, they they president he the one said the media was the enemy yes sir uh this is the shocking moment a georgia commissioners a county commissioner's wife poured a drink over a after she questioned whether they use local funds to go on their honeymoon oh, oh shit oh 
oh that's oh dog not the honeymoon with the with, with the taxpayer money you wasn't on these, on these broke bitches on your honeymoon with they gonna be money. like uh why we ain't getting no garbage this week <laughs> why the mail not running i smoked the garbage a uh, video from news blog all on georgia shows chattooga county commissioner jason winters jaw drop as his spouse abby winters 35 dumps the beverage over the head of reporter cassie bryant 39 you hate to see such white on white violence come on oh my god the commissioner says as a, oh i'm sorry oh my god the commissioner has a pref- conference table ahead of a public county budget meeting on friday nodding his head and pointing at the action he adds every bit of this has been brought as he stands up and walks away from the table where he left newspaper coverage they were discussing uh during the meeting uh a woman believed to be winters is her saying i'm sick of it so that must be the wife mm-hmm. jason winters is the okay yeah so that's his wife so mm-hmm. the pictures on the left let's see reporter cassie bryant's press charges against a georgia county so this is the reporter Mm-hmm. here with this like glamour shot photo mm-hmm. and then the picture of her covered in uh, what punch i don't know what this is oh, oh oh so 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 it was a man who pulled it on a woman it was a no it was the man's wife oh who pulled it on a woman he poured it she poured it on the woman reporter you goddamn right on press charges against your bitch yeah here's a i guess the video of it i don't know if this is a news report of it or the actual video of the incident but uh below this you can see the picture of him and his wife so on the left is his wife abby mm-hmm. she look like she'll pour a drink on a woman don't she mm-hmm. and demand the manager thanks <laughs> thanks she won't uh fucking report you uh to the off to the main office uh and then that's him she know the, somebody in corporate on the right um, yeah you better go cuss him out and pour a drink on him could you pour a drink on me yes i'm pressing all of the charges right oh so it's just a raw video of the of the uh that they probably have to record meeting this. okay nothing seems to be happening when does the fucking drink get poured i don't know this is like a long video for no, no drink porn it must be close to the end what was his wife doing in the meeting right what was she even doing in there she ain't running on for nobody's office so a white lady with the cane look like she look unbothered i don't know man this is a long video for no there's not a lot of payoff on this porn it's probably at the near the near the uh closer near the end yeah well i was barely i could barely get it to play it was moving so slow so i'll just read the rest i guess okay she brought it on herself a voice outside of the camera frame says there's another replies by saying he went to france and the woman responds oh yes bitch <laughs> another attendee is heard responding oh classy responding police said they found bryant outside in her car with a dark liquid uh, over her hair and jacket after she immediately walked away from the meeting in shock 
four with i can't believe hands weren't thrown four witnesses present present at the meeting are, that is the whitest shit ever they was like meet it? me in court bitch first of all you mess up a black woman's hair you fighting like i don't know who told you this but that was a fighting and yes yeah it's gonna be charges yeah one of us gonna get a black eye dog four witnesses present at the meeting offered police statements alleging mrs Winters said at least twice that brian deserved it two of the witnesses were from local news outlets uh, including radio stations i don't give a fuck about the radio station reported that mrs Winters was sitting next to her husband at a conference table when the people began to arrive for the meeting mrs Winters got up from her seat on the other side of the room wzqz news was at the meeting and observed mrs winters pour the soft drink on miss bryant the radio station reported after pouring on miss bryant mrs winters says you deserve that bitch miss bryant did not respond but began gathering her belongings to leave the meeting as miss bryant was leaving mrs winters was escorted to a private office by public works director joe reed as she was walking back to the office mrs winters said she deserved that yeah she they caught you on tape like the whole incident is caught on tape dog yes you they also always have to it's so funny how they have to like say it to themselves because it's not like you the whole room didn't cheer for her so then she had to be like she deserved it trust me you you guys know don't believe me i said i said it a police report stated that none of the witnesses heard the victim say anything that might have antagonized mrs winters however a friend of brian's said the altercation may have stemmed from an earlier post on the reporter's facebook page where she asked she was asked to investigate jason winter's possible misuse of funds the most classiest acts i've ever witnessed in my whole life and i've been to a lot of places chatuga high school teacher paula arden uh told channel 9 news about what she saw at the meeting adding that she defended her friend brian i looked just in time to see her dumping on casey's head and casey just sat there we all were shocked mrs winters told police in a statement that she tripped and stumbled because calling the drink to accidentally spill Mm-mm. but then said bitch, the bitch deserved call her bitch multiple times and said she deserved it Mm-mm. oh the cockdacity the cockdacity of this white woman Mm-mm. mrs winters told police get the, the whole 24 hours they're gonna put you in jail police <laughs> police state that when three officers responded to the scene after a 911 call wait they called 911 on this you know I, she did it feel like it should be the non-emergency line or whatever that is but okay 911 was called uh, the commissioner and his wife had refused to speak to them without consulting a lawyer first but later made the statement at the lawyer's office brian later you gotta get a lawyer yeah I, because they knew it was gonna be a lawsuit i know but i'm just saying like you could have not done this it caused like now you gotta spend some more of my tax dollars paying your lawyer more of my tax dollars y'all already with the friends on my money damn brian later quit confirmed the witnesses accounts uh the somerville to the somerville police department and claimed she heard someone say the drink looks good on her mrs winters is now charged with disorderly conduct and simple battery she turned herself in and was pictured smiling in her booking mug shot she has since been released in jail after posting a bail amount fifteen hundred twenty dollars what happened at the budget meeting today was completely inappropriate i'm disappointed to see not only the behavior of those involved but the excuses made for the behavior after the fact all on georgia said in, in a statement the media plays an integral role in ensuring transparency and these types of antics are dangerous to open government and a disservice to the people serves locals call for the commission to resign or be fired after the incident i guess commissioner i honestly don't see any outcome that doesn't include jason resigning from office one person commented on the video shared by all on georgia jordan butler commented jason needs to be removed from office immediately he is a joke his budget is a joke it has been for years 
when are you people gonna wake up and get this left-wing snowflake out of office he has done nothing for this county except watch the elderly and fixed income citizens suffer due to high tax rates and garbage fees unless you credit him for purchase of a theater and paradise gardens just for a little revenue from liberal fairies what who do you who are you even mad at are you mad at the media the, at the democrats jesus I, a republican wrote this i don't know what he wants and you know he condones this repulsive act his wife has done. In 2014, Winters was banned from the Democratic Party for posting campaign signs of state Senator Jeff Mullis, a Republican from Walker County, and for posting uh, signs for governor for Go- Republican Governor Nathan Deal. So he's a he's a Democrat in name only. No. So he posts campaign signs for Republicans. They they said basically you can't run as a Democrat because you're essentially a Republican running as a Democrat and then this other person left a comment like with this left-wing snowflake what that dude think everything left-wing that don't go his way everything this goddamn left-wing traffic light turning red so i can't make this right because i only make rights when i drive town that's how fucking republican i am if i can't get them making nothing but rights i don't fucking go goddamn left-leaning deer crossing the road i'll make four i'll make three rights before i make a goddamn left in this county it takes me 50 extra minutes to get anywhere right but i'm making a making extra rights <laughs> uh, 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 i ride the way down the street as long as i make a right to get home okay uh but yeah apparently he was criticized for saying the county was doing a doing better uh that they had in the past 10 years and then admitting that he may have to cut jobs <laughs> what everything's looking great oh man that's the trump that's the trump formula right there uh getting big returns uh, by the way i just cut the jobs and government shut down so mm-hmm. and that's still blame a way to uh be mad at the the, the 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 others yeah and they said although more money's coming to the county more is being spent and being brought in of course that old chestnut well, you, uh taking your going to france on your honeymoons yes oh man white people go wow boy pouring drinks uh, i don't i don't fight i don't argue i just hit that bitch with a bottle come on i hit that bitch, bitch with a bottle. bottle adam driver walks out of npr fresh air interview over marriage story clip oh what happened he was promoting this his new movie marriage story and of course uh he's in the report which i just watched Mm-hmm. and he's in uh the upcoming star wars film so he's promoting mm-hmm. all this stuff he's getting in- interviewed by my dog terry gross on fresh air she's been around forever oh uh, to only if i could just be famous she enough to the, get interviewed by terry gross oh she's the best after expressing displeasure at the idea of listening to a clip of himself singing being alive from the, the musical company driver's character sings the song late in noah bomback's new netflix f- film marriage story and she's like okay i'm gonna play this clip now he was recording remotely with her um and i guess they thought we know you don't like to hear yourself sing or see yourself act because that's the thing with his he just doesn't like to see it right and so they said well we thought you would maybe take off the headphones and we could play the clip and then just keep going right um now i guess they didn't realize how serious this was because essentially he excused himself and never came back that was the end of the interview well goddamn! and they could not play the interview on the show because he walked out wow yeah and um I, you know he they interviewed him in 2015 and he did say 
during that that he doesn't like that and they she asked him why uh because she said you know um would you like you know can you listen to this idiot this audio clip he said i don't want to hear the bad acting that probably was happening during that clip and she's uh, he made that joke and she said why does it throw you off to hear yourself he says yeah no i've watched myself or listened to myself before then i always then i always hate it and then i wish i could change it but you can't and i think i have like a tendency to try to make things better or drive myself and other people around me crazy with things i wanted to change or i wish i could change um, he must get in his own mind yeah and in a new yorker profile in october 2019 interlocutor uh michael schulman described driver's reluctance to watch himself as a phobia the actor himself recalled feeling nauseous during the premiere of star wars the force awakens and hiding out in the green room during the screening of black Klansman. so yeah I, it does sound like it's some type of phobia mm-hmm. i don't i mean it's that it, you know i i think he's a good actor um me too and uh, you know it's the same that that uh that he goes through that so um but who knew kylo ren can't watch himself in movies and shit right fucking lose it or whatever uh and i saw people were you know uh, well the people around me were kind of you know empathetic to it you know i'm sure he's catching hell on the rest of the internet or whatever i don't i don't yeah a lot of people don't like that even with recording podcasts people go i just can't hear myself and i completely but i don't i guess i don't i don't have that problem as far as hearing myself uh yeah peak. but it is something that you have to get used to it's very different hearing yourself don't get me wrong and listen to your own voice and play back to you yeah i definitely had to learn to love it too and learn to get used to it um because i know with me you know having a higher pitched voice you know as a man i'm supposed to have a deep voice <laughs> talk like logan you got this woman out here with a deeper voice than you right and so it's always been a, a who thing got that, the pants in the relationship who got those in the relationship right who's on top uh so i always had to um must be her so i always had to uh to get over that because it's like masculinity is attached to the deepness of your voice meanwhile one of my favorite act uh rap- rappers is q-tip you know so you know to me it's just is is your voice is your voice you can do about yes, it sir but it was just interesting to have to 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 know that i do an audio thing for a living everyone's gonna hear my voice and you know there's always people that go you don't sound like you look and all this shit you know i think i'm supposed to like look like ray j or something <laughs> colin firth and his wife of 22 years split almost two years after an affair and stalking scandal oh yeah they maintain a close friendship and remain united in their love for their children colin firth and his wife livia firth have split people can't confirm colin and livia firth have separated they maintain a close friendship and remain united in their love for their children they kindly ask for privacy there will be no further comment the announcement comes at almost two years after the actor of 59 and livia revealed that she had a relationship with another man while man while the two were briefly separated the pair were most recently photographed together in september while attending the green carpet fashion awards during the milan fashion week they share a son luca 18 and mateo 16 nikki's is grown well one of them almost grown but one of yeah. them grown. so if you're trying to slide up on some colin firth dms you ain't got to deal with one of them babies for two years they're gonna be out the house out the house in march 2018 the pair revealed that livia had a relationship with an italian journalist while she and colin were briefly separated between 2015 and 2016 oh the old carmelo anthony he's married i'm not 
in the italian court case livia who married the oscar winner in 1997 claimed journalist marco brancasia 55 was stalking her after their 11 month relationship ended in 2016 he has denied the accusations a few years ago colin and livia probably made the decision to separate the first said in a statement early in march during the time livia briefly became involved with former friend brancasia the first have since reunited if she go back to that man that'll be the scandal of the year the 2017 police opened an investigation Colin Firth and his oh, wife Jesus. revealed that she had an affair why did that man- only start playing now anyway in 2017 police opened up an investigation against brancasia after livia filed a report in italy accusing him of launching launching a frightening campaign of harassment which he denied the reality is that livia and i have known each other since we were youths and then in 2015 2016 we had an 11 month affair after it ended in june 2016 i never called her again i did send her two whatsapp messages one happy birthday text message and an email to colin the latter which i truly regret yeah that's what happened he sent that letter to colin you know that shit was probably some mm, that was probably some shit you know she ain't satisfied okay i was beating them guts up you know you can't handle this shit like me he's younger too ain't he let her come back to a true pimp okay you know the rules of the game nigga chose me oh no now we can settle this like some gentlemen or we can get into some gangster gangster shit uh brancasia was officially charged with stalking after authorities found abusive messages and emails on brancasia's phone during the investigation so this nigga was lying i wasn't stalking let him look at your phone huh for what now see that was the one thing i wasn't prepared for y'all to do officer Mm-mm. i wasn't prepared for you to look and the case was settled out of court july 2018 um they had a private settlement uh first olivia married in 1997 at the first meeting and the 90, no, 1996 on the set uh, 1996 on the set of the bbc drama nostromo the two later moved to the italian region of umbria and welcomed two sons Firth has since become an italian citizen oh colin it's sad to see it happen to a good man but you know there's plenty of fish in the sea and i know the women loved him from colin Firth. Mm-hmm. he was in uh our, our movie um uh what's the one with eggsy mm-hmm. the I king's did, kingsman yes yeah, kingsman he was in kingsman yes he acted he acted the hell out in that movie too thousands of penis fish wash onto a california beach penis fish well moo moo buckaroo it is a dick buffet out here is uh thousands of posting penis fish have washed ashore on a california beach as seen in the jarring photos that are raising eyebrows due to the creature's phallic shape i never knew this existed the quirky marine life is officially called a fat innkeeper worms what uh and an expert writes for bay nature that he believes a recent storm in drake's beach area of course drake sending dicks to the beach arrest ah! arrested in the re- arrest in the area is the reason so many of them mysteriously appeared on the beach spotted by ivan parr december 6th the biologist from the western section of the wildlife society explains that the 10 inch fat innkeeper worm typically lives underwater burrowing burrowing in mud or sand but the storm likely carried them ashore I've heard my share of imaginative theories from beachcombers such as flotsam or of a wrecked bratwurst freighter. freighter. Yeah, uh, I know that got too scared the fuck out of you. You, you yeah. out there, do do do. What the fuck? What? Where's all these penises come from? 
up right it's like the like jack the ripper the the penis man like show I know. up I, i'd be like where all these dildos come from and and, and why are they pulsating yeah unless it's monice from love hip-hop hollywood she would have been out there like ooh, dicks trying to get this money however par explains that a sausage ship accident is not the cause of the scene we're seeking the risk uh, we're seeing the risk of building a home out of sand strong storms essentially especially during el nino years are perfectly capable of laying siege to the intertidal zone breaking apart the sediments and leaving their content stranded on shore the spoon worm which can live for up to 25 years feeds and swims using a spatula shaped proboscis it typically eats bacteria plankton and other small particles which it collects using sticky mucus nets oh then it's sticky oh mucus so just it uses cum and then it just shoots them out and it sucks it back up par says he's heard of sightings over the years in california and pandaro dunes moss landing bodega bay and princeton harbor the creature bakes back 300 million years and can all and also can be eaten no thank you you wouldn't eat no dick fish karen you supposed to be so adventurous i try anything but if somebody puts some dick fish on your plate you won't eat it no get the what you will suck a dick but you won't eat a dick fish no i will not eat a dick fish no wow wow yes i will suck a dick but not i won't I, I don't eat a dick i suck it i lick on it and suck it how I, does that make sense i don't bite it oh my god what you think you'll get confused <laughs> no. uh, next time i'm sucking a dick i'm just gonna <laughs> go to town couldn't help myself I, are you gonna eat it i put some salt and pepper yes i'm not homophobic of course i eat the fucking dick it's a fucking fish how am i homophobic and will i'm I, the one to suck the dick will you eat a, will you eat a hot dog yes oh, uh, this is, what <laughs> what oh my god get that oh my god <laughs> that didn't make sense i didn't say i was logical wow wow <sighs> unless somebody fried up and said it tastes like chicken an anonymous colleague at the, he had to be anonymous god damn wow what is wrong with us I wonder, it's not an actual dick people i wonder they gonna season it up so what if you just chop it up and put it in like some rice it don't look like a dick no more i'm fine with that okay <laughs> the post was who was dying on a star a stir-fried fat innkeeper worm before in shanghai china describes the taste as being like a liver strong band made it with a clam what is a liver strong i have no a live strong oh it's a, a live strong band made it with a so like those those uh those those bands that like um what's the deal with one ball lance armstrong used to wear didn't he have those live strong bracelets oh yeah the ones that stretch so oh. i guess he's saying it's like a rubbery clam oh okay yeah wow i bet you season up it probably is good i can't believe you really would pretend that you wouldn't eat that shit that's that's the biggest lie so that's the biggest lie you miss i love edamame over here wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't try some dick fish okay okay all right now you flopping in front of me like that i mean goddamn at least season it up and present it right well it's not like you gotta deep throw the shit raw it's gonna <laughs> obviously gonna That's cook it well what other fish you eat raw they're gonna cook it they probably cut it up into some sushi it fit right in okay that's right wrap some rice around that shit oh my god my goodness that's fine would you like some dick ramen you know <laughs> it's not like they gonna call it a dick fish when they <laughs> when they give it to you would you like call some, it one of them fancy names 
we can make a restaurant that only sell the dick fish we can call it would you like some dick with that <laughs> a side of dick we can hire ex strippers as our waiters our wait staff no shirts uh appetizers called pre-cum walking around our <laughs> gre- walking around our greased up yes ma'am can i offer you some dick <laughs> um anyway uh what else did did i want to talk about i know we're getting to the end yeah, appetizers called foreplay sure can now you're on board i appreciate i'm aboard with the joke i appreciate you being a team player here i am that was nice of you thank you um you know what that's it let's just do some sore ratchets <laughs> Anna karen karen left me out here on dick dick fish island by myself y'all <laughs> i'm the only one willing to eat a dick over here i eat a dick fish Mm-mm-mm. you chop it up right yes the one who's never had a dick in his mouth is the one that i eat <laughs> the dick that's that's sad really when you think about it <laughs> say the one who never licked the ball huh <laughs> mm-hmm. say i don't lick balls or nothing but uh but i'm the one that's gonna eat the dick what if the dick fish is just really just a mean person and that's how that's why they call it the dick fish not because it's shaped that way it's just an <laughs> asshole oh god here come those dick fish sorry he's putting their feet up on the subway it's <laughs> 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 a fucking dick fish man this motherfucker i always want to play man, devil's I'm advocate rude. i always want to play devil's advocate every time we bring something up oh dick fish uh sword and axe wielding home invaders said send bowmanville man to the hospital police are investigating after a bowmanville man was injured when he confronted home invaders who were wielding a sword and the axe during police responded to the jackman road and skullock street area for a home invasion at roughly 1 30 a.m i would say the victim told them he confronted home two home invaders one armed with an axe the other with a sword the victim suffered serious but not life-threatening injuries and the suspects fled on foot he was transported to a toronto area hospital police are investigating whether it was a targeted attack uh the suspects are both described as white men guess the race one had a mask covering his face and the other wore a dark hooded sweatshirt and blue shoes so oh and you know i have one more thing i did want to say i don't know how much time we have but someone had hit us up on twitter to say that you know i can see why people would call karen the co-host i'm uh, not call karen the co-host because she doesn't introduce the segments uh or the topics and i listen to a lot of podcasts where one person introduces the topics and then they both discuss um and the you know uh Even what three and four people I've what's seen. the tea mm-hmm. uh t with queen and jay mm-hmm. normally you know one of them discuss like you know will bring up the topic and stuff doesn't mean that they don't introduce segments together but you know um uh fire starter tone is kind of you know that's like a common that's andy on three guys on it's a pretty common thing actually and she was saying you know it has nothing to do with sexism but i don't i i think you have to examine that further examine yourself further because i do think it's misogyny because yes, it is it's only leveled at women like that uh reggie from what's the t has never been accused of being anything less than nick jew's co-host right never he's never he doesn't introduce topics normally she normally brings the segments and stuff like that and kind of runs the the thing but you know is his opinion is valid you don't have to run it to do it you know uh keith and the girl right 
you know the much of what we do is directly correlated from them directly direct line from them like uh him to have made a reference to us is like almost like a spinoff show and i look at that as a badge of honor matter of pride like yeah I, i'll definitely take that we definitely were inspired by them mm-hmm. um but normally keith introduces the segments unless him decides that day like no nah, i want to talk about things and you do that sometimes too um i do think it's only because you're a woman that somebody would say something like that agreed um it's meant to be insulting and the final thing i'll say is this whether it's insulting or not i'm not going to accuse the person of trying to insult you but let's whether this this person was insulting or not i just think you should examine whether or not it's really misogyny because here's the final thing i'll add i've been doing a sports show with justin for at least four or five years now yes the sports show has the exact same format as this show it does except it's sports and justin is my co-host not one time ever has he been accused of agreeing with me out of some level of like uh he has to agree with you because you the man not once not once has he ever been called less than a co-host and not once has he introduced a segment i'll rest my case anyway until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.